0: Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. I am DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett Third, And I wanted to wrap up the year 2018 with something that I've been meaning to get to for a while, and just time has been eluding me a bit. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, I wanted to discuss an article that will be posted as a part of this particular podcast. So, if you go to the website, www.flashblackradio.com, and you search Mind Your Money, um, you, you can find this this particular podcast. So, with that being said, um, there's an article that I read on, I want to say, probably msnmoney.com or money, however it is, but it's in the money portion of uh, MSN's uh, website, And one of the things that I enjoy about MSN's website is they cull a lot of information and the information that you tend to review and look at is they tend to give you more of whatever you look at. So one of the things I like to look at is I like to look at financial articles and and, and perspectives and opinions and things of that nature uh, to see what I can, of course, learn uh, that I didn't already know, what I can reinforce that I did know, what I can kind of... Remind myself of because sometimes you learn things and then you have to be reminded of what you learned, or it has to the importance of it has to be um, brought in, into scope again. So, th- those are some of the reasons of, of many why I tend to go to MSN.com. dot com. So, with all that being said, there was an article that I read in early September, and the title of that article was Three Money Milestones Everyone Should Reach by Age Thirty. and anytime. Not any time, but often when you see something it's something there's that everybody should do by a particular time, I, it kind of piques my interest and also kind of also get my defenses up because it's like you're, you're saying that everybody is pretty much in the same boat, which is not the case, which is the reason why I wanted to bring this article into the forum and to talk about it a little bit because I believe when we're talking about minding your money, it's very important that you focus on that middle part of that term, mind your money. And I think that's really important. I think what happens sometimes is that we sometimes get focused on what other people say we should be doing. You watch somebody like a Susie Orman giving financial advice and stuff like that back in the day or whatever, or maybe you listen to Doug Ramsey. And I'm not saying they don't provide good advice and good information that you can use. Uh, But sometimes when you go and see these types of articles and these types of perspectives it could kind of make you feel overwhelmed or defeated before you even get your skin in the game, your foot in the game. And that's because maybe you didn't have the, the same setup as everybody else. Maybe you had some hardships that prevented you from doing something that you knew that you wanted to do and you should do, but just didn't see a way how, or then you didn't have the information to do that. So again, this article is not that long. It, it focuses on three things, and I'll run down the three things. And it says, number one, Have a fully loaded emergency fund. Number two is start building a nest egg. And number three is get free of credit card debt. The first thing I would like to point out, all three of those things are things that I feel people should aspire to. Um, Credit card debt can can really sap the life out of you in terms of what you want to do in terms of being able to do things and go places. Especially once you start to understand the importance of credit and how credit can impact your ability to to get access to things, including employment. So I think getting rid of credit card debt is important. I think having a nest egg is important. And I think uh, having a rainy day fund is great or an emergency fund is great. All those things are great, but doing it by age 30, that's kind of tricky. Um, the other thing I would like to point out, um, I believe this list is actually in reverse order. Now, if you did bullet points, I wouldn't make that a point or you know, I wouldn't try to clarify or hone in on that. But there there was a one, two, three. And the first one said. Have a fully loaded emergency fund. I would argue that if you had a fully loaded emergency fund, you probably wouldn't have credit card debt. You see what I'm saying? Like, if OK, so the the. Example that's used in this article is if you spend $3,000 a month in in living expenses, which in my personal estimation is not a lot. That's because I've lived a little bit. I'm past 30. Um, and that to me, and it's also the area in which I live, uh, I, I live in an area where the cost of living is just higher. So spending $3,000 a month when you take into living expenses, we take car insurance, if you have a car note, a car note, uh, the actual gas to put in the vehicle, talk about food, talk about health insurance. There are so many things that go into living expenses that maybe we don't actually consider because we haven't budgeted and looked at like, okay, this is actually a living expense. Mm, this is not, but this is actually part of what I factor into my my monthly spending monthly spending or living expense, something in extension to that, although it's not mandatory, social outings can be factored into that. Your your ability to be able to go out and do things with your, you know, either by yourself or with those that you care for, right? I mean, that's not a living expense, but that sometimes goes into that and that gets factored in because that's quality of life type stuff. And that's, that's dicey, but that's a whole other podcast, I would imagine. But my whole point is, if you're saying $3,000, dollars is what you should have per month to spend for living expenses. And the emergency fund, the The goal is to have six months of living expenses. So you're saying that somebody at the age of 30 should have $18,000 stacked away in the bank. And then they should also, by the way, get rid of credit card debt. Well, I'm, I'm imagining if you're able to stack away $18,000, then you probably already don't have any real credit card expense it's just my 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 guess um, number 2 is again start building a nest egg that's great it focuses on in terms of building a nest egg it focuses on 401k and and traditional iras now i believe that you should say if you have a a company that's giving you um 3% back uh or matching with 3% on your 401k then the absolute minimum you should be uh, putting into your 401k is 3%. Honestly, I believe that your total contribution shouldn't be less than 10%. And you should try to work up gradually to get up to the full $18,500 per year. That's the goal. But you should be doing a minimum, I would say, of 10% total between company match and what you're contributing. One is going to lower how much you're actually uh, being taxed on an annual basis from the U.S. government because that's going away into pre-tax money uh, that you're putting aside for yourself or so actually allowing your money to grow better. When you talk about paying other people, you should you should be in the conversation. You should be paying yourself. And part of paying yourself is actively saving, actively investing in yourself either through a 401k, whatever, whatever. Now, here's one thing that I want to caution because we're at a very very unique uh, point in time right now. To memorialize where we are, this is Christmas Eve of 2018, and the stock market has lost a tremendous amount of its gains. I think all of its gains for the year of 2018. I don't have the numbers directly in front of me. I'm just I'm saying, if I recall correctly, the gains were erased and we're actually going towards a negative. What I did hear today on the news was that the stock market had its worst Christmas Eve since the Great Depression. Um, here's what I can tell you personally. I can tell you personally that my, my 401k has taken a huge hit in the last two months alone. So I, I want to caution people of doing the all eggs in one basket. So start building a nest egg. I believe in building nest eggs. Building a nest and throwing eggs into it. How about that? I don't want you to think like, oh, I'm just doing a 401k and that's all I should do. I don't want you to think that, oh, I should do a, an IRA and that's all I should do. You can have a 401k, and you can have a Roth IRA, and you can do money market. I'm not a fan of CDs because uh, the rule of 72, very quickly, the rule of 72 states that you divide your interest rate into the number 72, and that's how long it'll take for your investment to double. So CDs typically don't give you interest rates above maybe a 1% to 2%, typically, at least in, in, this, in this particular in, in environment we're in right now financially. Um, But hypothetically speaking, if a CD were uh, at 8%, you divide that in 72, that's how many years it would take for your investment to double. Whether it's $100, whether it was $1,000 or $10,000, it would take years for your investment to double. And and mind you, while that investment is trying to double over the course of years of you taking that money and reinvesting it and putting it back in, that money is not liquid. You can't access that money. If you try to access that money, there's likely going to be a penalty that the bank is going to put on top of you to get your money back so you can access your money that you gave them so they can do what they want to do to invest your money and make money off of your money while you can't access your money. So that's why I'm not a fan of CDs. That's just my quick rundown. People might want to hit me in the comments and tell me that they they feel differently. That's fine. We can have a conversation about it, but I pretty much stated my piece. Uh, So- not saying you can't do CDs. That's just another way of investing, right? Um, you want to, to be uh, nimble in terms of how you invest. You don't want to approach it from just one perspective or and, and think that everything is covered. So the reason why I'm saying that the building a nest egg, I'd rather build a nest and put eggs in it, by just looking at it from the perspective where I'm doing my 401k, the 401k is tied to the stock market. The performance of the stock market The stock market has been gaining tremendously uh, Since the, the Obama administration it, it, It's gained an incredible amount And they continue to gain Because a lot of the financial Underpinnings from the, the previous administration Carried over into the Trump administration Now we're starting to see I believe What is the effect of Trump's economic um, um, Plan or whatever Or lack thereof starting to play into things. Fed has been raising interest rates. I don't think it's probably the time to start raising interest rates because the economy is still fragile. Um we got this thing with uh trade wars and you know still like engaged in theater across seas or whatever talking about pulling out of other theaters whatever which isn't actually advantageous to us for our security. So there are a lot of reasons why uh the stock market is very tumultuous right now. There's a lot of turmoil right now. And if you're Close to retirement, this can directly impact how you're able to actually plan for retirement. While I think 401Ks are good, I'm not necessarily married to the idea of just doing a 401k. I don't have this type of like this attitude where I'm going to put everything into a, a nest egg, singular, right? That is something that I wanted people to think about. So going back to the first thing. And I, and I think this is the one that kind of graded the most on me was having a fully loaded emergency fund. Because the, 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 the fact of the matter is there are some people who work minimum wage. Okay. Now, if you're working minimum wage and you have living expenses that are more than 50% of what you actually take home, meaning after taxes, If your living expenses are higher than 50% of what you actually net during the course of a month, it's extremely hard to save money. I'm not saying that you don't aim to save money. I'm not saying that you throw your hands in the air and don't do that. I'm just saying I'm acknowledging for you in case you are in that situation that it's difficult to do that. So what I do not want people to do is to overly pressure themselves to think that oh I have to do this and because I haven't done that or wasn't able to do that then I no I just throw my hands up and I'll just you know I'll just I'll just sit in this hole because sometimes it can be that way when you when you're when you're you you would like to be someplace that you're not able to get to and you're not understanding that maybe is seasonally is not for you yet but the mentality is you need to start preparing for that season at some point you need to start changing your mindset. And you need to start changing your actions. So even if your actions are, I don't have that much money. But know what? I'm going to do something simple as, again, we'll go back to something that I did a while back on one of my podcasts. It's Christmas Eve. Instead of looking at it from the perspective of, I'm going to spend all this money at Christmas time, what I can do is I can take a little bit of money out of my paycheck, maybe $30 a month, and put it towards... A a savings fund that after 11, 11 months, it's not much, it's not killing the game, but it's $330 that I have that I can actually spend on Christmas gifts and I can get a couple things that maybe somebody, like maybe my child, I can get a couple educational toys, a couple books, you know, really, you know, really do a couple nice things or whatever, get them maybe like a game that they really like or something like that. You can do all that and you're not actually hurting yourself and putting yourself in a hole with credit cards. You as a person want to be free and as long as you're in debt to somebody, you're not free. And I'm, I'm really feeling like this is intentional. I think if you could find different ways to keep people in debt. You have a mortgage. Uh, do you have credit card debt? Do you have student loan debt? Do you have medical debt? As long as you have people in debt and really caring about like, I don't want to be in debt, I want to be free of this, then they're going to typically do what they can to work out of that as they should, right? But when when your people are in situations where they can't do what they want to do, they're doing what they have to do, they take things that maybe they wouldn't normally take if they were free. So this is why I want people to be mindful of, don't get overly caught up in what people are telling you you should be at a particular point in your life. When you listen to these financial experts, when you when you read these articles where people are giving their opinions, I'm not saying that uh, they're, they're not knowledgeable. I'm not saying they're not giving good information. I'm simply saying, don't allow what they're saying to discourage you from getting off of your path to greatness. Okay? So if your, your number right now What you can reasonably attain based upon where you are financially right now. If you're on track right now, you can maybe save a third of that $18,000. You can have $6,000 in the bank. Guess what? That's awesome. Of course, we would like to save more. That's great. But know what? If you have $6,000 in the bank, if there is some type of $1,200 auto fix that you need for your vehicle, that $6,000 covers that. And that's what we need to start addressing because at the end of the day, the average American does not have money to actually prevent a $1,000 catastrophe from befalling them, which is why they can get into credit card debt in the first place, okay? So if you don't have $1,000 saved right now, that's the first goal you work towards. Work towards having $1,000 in the bank, and then when you hit that $1,000, double that. Be aggressive in doubling that and then from there start setting a plan like how can you take that money and and, and increase it and, and make it work for you but also fold in the ideas that you, you don't have to you know do one thing we can walk and chew gum at the same time so with all that being said be mindful be purposeful in what you're doing take the time like you know, it's okay, even if you're not making the most amount of money, to find somebody that is a financial expert that you can sit down and talk with. Maybe have a tax guy. Maybe have an investment expert. Somebody that can actually speak to you. Um, don't feel like you have to go out this alone. And don't feel like you have to run in somebody else's space. This is your race. This is not theirs. And, uh, yeah, be joyful that you're working for you long as you're working for you and to better yourself take pride and joy in that all right so love yourselves ladies and gentlemen as uh, the homie t rich might say and love everyone else you know even if it's from afar but either way i'm wishing you the best especially as we get ready to go into this new year take care of yourselves take care of each other and stay blessed stay woke all right